We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With the steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now. From the 1890s till about the 1940s in America, people got newspapers every day. Uh, even before radio and television and certainly before internet, uh, paper boys would stand on the street corner and shout, extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, today's news is filled with so much evil, uh, so much corruption and crime, uh, so much bad news that frankly nobody wants to read all about it anymore. Uh, yet I want to say to you, the Word of God is filled with extra, extra good news. And I'm going to tell you what I am, and if you're a believer, what you are, we're the Lord's paper boys. That's what we are. We're, we're just the messengers of the gladdest, greatest message that has ever been given, and that's the message of the gospel. So let's read all about it today, shall we? Uh, we're turning our attention to the classic chapter on the gospel. It is 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Now, many people have referred to 1 Corinthians 15 as the great resurrection chapter of the Bible. Uh, but in fact, the resurrection is one part of the gospel message. But there are many component parts. We'll learn that over our next few studies. But let's just get a little overview today. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1, Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Now, the gospel we preach is the gospel of grace. That's why it's such extra, extra good news. And the thing that is striking to me as I read these verses yet again is the emphasis on life, not on death. You see, bad news revolves around death, disease, and, and murder, and uh, people dying, and a world uh, that is dying all around us. But the good news is a message of life. So what is it? Well, the extra, extra good news, first of all, is that Christ lived. He did live. He lived physically. God came in the form of man. Now, he lived eternally because Jesus did not begin at Bethlehem. He's the eternal Son of God, so he's always been. But he took on a body, and he lived on this earth for 33 and a half years. He lived literally. He was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. 
He lived sinlessly because he fulfilled all the law that we could not fulfill. He lived purposefully. He came to do the will of the Father. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to die. So the good news starts with this, Christ lived. Uh, Christ came to this world and he lived here among us. Then, not only is it true that Christ lived, but Christ lives. Present tense, right now. So says the empty tomb. So say the eyewitnesses. So say even his enemies. You know, it's fascinating, but as you read this passage, you have all these eyewitness accounts, 10 separate appearances of our Lord, hundreds of people who saw him, people that didn't even believe him and didn't expect to see him, but they saw him. Uh, You know, it's interesting. Even the enemies had to concoct a lie to say his body was stolen because they had no other way to explain this. And they had to be bribed, you see. I tell you, you can deny it all you want to, but in the end, you have to stare the truth in the face because Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead. That's the emphasis here. He, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. A Canadian scientist by the name of G.B. Hardy years ago wrote this. He said, when I looked at religion, I said, I have two questions. One, has anybody conquered death? And if they have, did they make a way for me to conquer death? I checked the tomb of Buddha, he wrote, and it was occupied. And I checked the tomb of Confucius, and it was occupied. And I checked the tomb of Muhammad, and it was occupied. And I came to the tomb of Jesus, and it was empty. There is one that conquered death, he said. And as I asked the second question, did he make a way for me to do it? And I opened the Bible and discovered that he said, because I live ye shall live also. So the good news is that Christ lived and that Christ lives. And then thirdly, that Christ now lives in me. That's how personal it gets in verse 10. This is not just history. This is present experience. This is what makes it extra, extra good news. Because he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, the grace of God was with me. Oh, I love that. God gives grace. When you receive God, when you respond to the gospel, you receive all the grace of Almighty God. You see, the resurrection is more than an event, more than one experience. It is life itself. And you receive the risen Christ and resurrection power on the day of your salvation. Look, friend, do more than visit the grave. Some time ago, we were in Israel, and and I went to the tomb. And yes, it's empty. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do more than visit the grave. I want to live in the resurrection. I know Christ is alive because I talked with him this morning, and he talked with me. So the extra, extra good news is that Christ lived, Christ lives, Christ lives in me, and then a fourth truth here, I will live with him forever. You can't beat it. He lives with me now. I live with him for all eternity. That's how the chapter ends. We read the opening verses, but listen to the end of the passage. The Bible says in verse number 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Uh, Verse number 54, So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the great thing about the gospel is that it's not past tense, it's present tense, and it gives us the promise of the future. 
a man by the name of William Ackley in 1932 witnessed to a, a Jewish man who asked him this question, why should I worship a dead Jew? <laughs> he got up early on an Easter Sunday morning to finish his message thinking on that question, turned on the radio and heard a liberal preacher in New York say, good morning, it's Easter. doesn't really make a difference if Jesus rose. The body could be dust in a Palestinian tomb, but his truth marches on. And William Ackley began to shout, it's a lie. It's a lie. He is alive. And that day he preached on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. His message was so powerful that his wife uh, said, you need to write a song about that. And he did. And he wrote the powerful hymn, he lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. The good news of the gospel is that Christ lived, Christ lives, Christ lives in me now, and I will go to live with Christ for all eternity. Friends, that is good news in a bad world. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled, The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting, and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.